be broadcast time of day. You don't need to apply. Just survive. The closer we'll get, the more we'll lose our minds. Can't you feel it already? It's over 2,000 years old. It's impossible for it to receive a signal. This is the train. We're in the wind. We're able to count. We have just a few left. I'm trusting. Trusting. The Whisper Through the Static. I've been thinking a lot about the soul, or the mind, whatever that spark is that makes someone who they are. I used to believe, better or worse, that I was my own man. No one else could figure out what it was to see out of my eyes. I don't think that no more. Some time ago I was in the worst slump of my life. No job, no girl, drinking, angry, lashing out. Some days I'd just ride the bus a while, slide tinny in my pocket, upper deck, spend a rainy Sunday staring at the hundreds of faces trying to figure out where their lives were, what they earned, who they screw, were they happy? Mostly I'd just be staring at the girls. But this one time, I saw this guy leaving his office, sharp suit, haircut, fixed teeth, the whole bit. And I glance, he had it all. For him, everything went right, while for me, it all went left. I couldn't picture the life he must have had, the charm of it, faced any of the darkness. And at that, he looked up. And I saw him clear. The bastard had my face, didn't he? Clean-shaven, thinner, sure. But my face! You'd have thought we were twins at best, brothers at worst. Once the shock of it wore off, I looked at him with the, the greatest hate I'd ever felt. Right from my cold belly it came. And it was as if He felt it. He glanced across and we locked eyes for as long as that bus went by. And he looked afraid. I got back to my dark, damp flat in the rage. Straight to the scotch. Punching walls, 
shouting fits, fist through the mirror, putting blood all over the sink. Good morning. I was a man obsessed. All I had was his office. I spent hours online, made some calls, and finally, I had his name. And with that, a dozen new nightmares. Wedding photos, holidays, a house with a balcony and hardwood floors, sun-slick beaches with his wife and kid. This will be the life of a Martian. The photos weren't enough. I started to follow him. Got to know his routine, his haunts. And bit by bit, started to pick up on him, on him and all. At first, not just to look shady at his wine bars and French restaurants, but he got to be like, I like the feel of a shirt and clean shave. Hell, <laughs> I even started learning me wines. Some nights, I'd walk past the house and I'd stare through the bay windows into the warm glow of it all. And as he'd sit to dinner with his wife and son, strange feeling to stare into the life you want but have to turn away and walk off into the dark. It came to be one night I was watching from across the way first light. He came onto the patio and watched the sun start to rise. He had a fag. Strange. Never seen him smoke before. After that he went to his car. The family was still asleep. I wasn't sure what was going on. This wasn't the thing for a Sunday. Usually it was a walk to the park and a big roast in the evening. Not driving off on his own. So I followed. We drove for a while. We beat up Peugeot, trailing his Beamer straight out of town. Right into the countryside. As we went, the route started to take on a sick sense of knowing. It was a drive I, I'd done a thousand times. He was heading for a little valley by the coast to the sleepy little village in it, where I grew up. <laughs> the bastard was heading for my hometown. He had to know about me and this was some sick game he was playing to mess with my head. Well, we'll see about that. He parked up on the lip of the valley. The village still asleep in the bottom of it. He walked through the meadows towards it, hopping over the flint walls, sun up now but low, turning the long grass gold. I followed along, and as he got into the village proper, didn't know how close to get, but he never once looked behind. We went through the square. All the little shops and pubs still quiet and dark. Past the old school, past the house I grew up in. And finally, up to the wood on the far edge of town. That special hidden place made me and my mates 
we'd run around all summer. But then I lost him. Overgrowth thick to keep in sight. So I crept through the trails just as I remembered them. No one else could have known the tight paths and through ways the way I did. And I found him. Standing on the edge of a gully. Same clearing we always went to as kids. Just staring out over the dense scrubland as the sun was falling. This felt like the worst of it. To come to the one place that I'd been happy. These weren't his memories. They were mine. Did he want everything from me? I saw red. And then I, and then I saw a fist-sized flint right by me. With a wicked edge to it. Dream it fell, closing the distance and cracking open his skull. Just like that. The man I'd spent months obsessing over was gone. All that was left was lifeless wreck in front of me and the wind through dry leaves. Dragging him back through the trees. Sticking to the thick scrubland now that the day was on. But I got back fair enough. Feeling well, snug in my boot. I hadn't planned it. But it felt planned well enough. Wound my Persia up through some overgrown mud tracks. To the old still lake. Toxic from copper mine runoff and fenced off to all. Unless this is where you'd come to smoke and drink your old man's beer. Then you knew where the fence was falling away. I backed the car off the edge. It sailed through the air a long while, till it seemed like it blew up the whole forest with noise. I watched it bubble up. Less and less. Till the water was still. Like glass. Like nothing had happened here in years. I left different from how I'd arrived. His BMW felt smooth along the roads, his suit crisp against my skin. But where to go? I'm back to my damp little bedsit. But he's semi-detached. How could I not? Leave a life like that to waste? You'd have thought we were twins to see us. But now, not just that. Now I had his walk. It is talk. Cupping his hands when he was nervous, pulling up his trousers an inch to sit down. His wife, his son, took me for him. The moment I walked through their front door, and I was finally happy. Drinking his wine, raising his kid, sleeping in his bed with his wife. His life fit me well. My life. came to be I forgot about who I was. Distant memory not worth keeping. Till one day, I'm leaving the office and watch her bus drive past. 
on the top deck was a man staring right at me. He had my face. We could have been brothers. And his eyes were full of hate. been driving since dawn but my hometown's close now. There's been a beat up Persia in my rear view mirror the whole way. I gotta wonder just how many rusty red cars are at the bottom of that toxic lake. Like eggs kicked out of a nest. They also make a sound, deadly dust, which falls slowly to the ground. The Cuckoo Cycle, written by Peter Gardner and performed by Russell Shaw. Sound technician James Wingfield, mixed by Dan Scout. Original music scored and performed by Nicholas Mark Boone. For more episodes, please find us on 2bitproductions.com or look for The Whisper Through the Static on the iTunes Store. Can be carried by wings for hundreds of miles before hearing the whisper through the static.